Welcome to the One Small Change podcast with me, Dr. Simon Chard. I'm a cosmetic dentist, public speaker and startup entrepreneur, but most importantly, I'm a lifelong disciple of self-improvement and optimization. In this podcast, we present conversations with world-class industry leaders, sharing their expertise in high performance, spirituality, business and health. It's my job to dissect their key behaviours, routines and mindsets so that you can implement them today to create balance and success in your life. Hi guys, so welcome to the first episode of the Once More Change podcast. Um, Really, really great to have you guys here. I'm so thrilled to be starting this podcast. It's been an ambition of mine for many, many years and it's taken a global pandemic to force me into doing it. But we're now here. Uh, I'm in front of the mic. I'm in front of the camera. Uh, We're going to be launching this on YouTube as well as on um, all your podcast sites. And uh, yeah, I'm really, really excited about it. Today is just going to be me. I just wanted to introduce the podcast myself, welcome you all. Hopefully we build a fantastic tribe of subscribers here. The main aim for me with this podcast is to give as much value to you guys as possible. I'm not an expert in uh, in personal development or in, in life improvement or in, in anything in that field, but I, I plan to bring in some of the best world-class industry leaders and really dive in on them and try and extract as much of their key behaviors, their key mindsets, their daily routines as I can do um, to give you all as much value as I can. And selfishly, I will then gain all that value as well. So yeah, I'm really excited about it. Um, and, and today, what I wanted to do was basically focus in on the, the small changes that I've made in my own life that have had the most dramatic, disproportionate benefit for me. And um, so I'm going to go through five or six of those and hopefully that immediately gives you guys some value, some things that you can implement into your own life to give you more balance, to give you more joy, to give you more success, whatever you hope to to change in your own lives. But the, the whole concept with One Small Change is that if you take massive, huge ambitions, massive, huge goals and you break them down into small little chunks, you're far more likely to be able to achieve those ambitions and to achieve those goals. So what I've that's exactly what I've done in my own life is I've tried to make these small modifications to get myself in a position where I have a good life-work balance, I have joy in what I do, I have passion about what I do, and I feel very lucky that, that I am in that state at the moment. I, I For those of you that don't know me very well, I, I run in essence... Um, four sort of small businesses in that I have my own clinic that I run with my wife Megan my own dental practice we have seven surgeries we have 25 staff members Um, it's a very successful small practice I also am a lecturer so I I do public speaking to dentists uh, on a variety of different topics Uh, I'm a startup entrepreneur I guess uh, co-founder of the eco-friendly toothpaste brand Parler uh, which is a plastic-free, palm-oil-free um, toothpaste, which we, we are really, really proud of, that we think is going to be the future of toothpaste. And then finally, I'm also vice president of the British Academy of Cosmetic Dentistry. So all of these things take up a lot of my day-to-day time. Um, I, I'm also a father and a, a husband, and uh, and I try my best to be there for my friends and my, and my extended family. So I have a lot, like everyone, pulling on me all the time, and, and I want to do the best that I can in each of those parts of my life as well as focusing in on myself and my own mental health and my own spiritual health and those sort of things so 
that's what I want to to get through on this podcast is you can do all of those things and you can do all of those things well, but you need to have focus on your own life setup, on your own daily routines. You need to give value and give time to the things that you are um, that you view to be important for yourself. And, um, and that involves a bit of introspection and a bit of self-evaluation and self-objectivity and, and looking at things that you are good at and things you're not good at. So yeah, so that's what I hope to do today in today's podcast. Uh, and I'm going to start off with the start of the day uh, and when I wake up and what time I choose to wake up. And that might sound like an arbitrary, irrelevant um, point, but actually uh, it, it sets the tone for the whole day, in my opinion. And for the last five years or so, I've been waking up at 4.45 in the morning, which may to some of you seem to be ludicrous. Um, and certainly if you had asked me 10 years ago if I'd be doing that, the answer would most definitely have been no. Um, I was not an early bird and, and not a morning person. But actually it's a framework and a routine that I've got into now that I actually derive great joy from and I look forward to that morning slot. And the morning, the reason I look forward to it is that I think I feel like I can win the day before I even leave the house. I leave the house at 7.30 in the morning to go to work um, on, a, on a regular work day. And, uh, and by that time, I've already got so much done and I've already achieved so much. And that gives me great joy. And it means whatever else happens throughout the day is, um, is less consequential and, and is less important. I don't have to worry about it as much. So when I wake up in the morning, the first thing that I do is meditate. Uh, now, meditation is something that is, is so, so important for me. Um, it's something that gives me both uh, immediate benefit. I feel so much better doing it. I feel so much better immediately after doing it. But it also gives, uh, over a longer period of time, a more chronic sort of improvement in my general mental health. And it has done. I've been meditating now probably for three, four years. And it, it's made such a, a positive impact on my mental health over that time. I'm someone that has struggled with anxiety over the years, nothing particularly severe, but at times it's felt very severe to me. Um, and, um, and, and meditation is something that's been so, so powerful for me in that. I've used multiple different types of meditation over the years. I've used uh, Headspace, I've used Calm, I've used Waking Up. Um, but at the moment, to be honest with you, all I use is a 15-minute guided meditation from a chap called Alan Watts. Um, uh, it's on my Spotify on my phone and I plug my AirPods in and, and I listen to that guided meditation and it's it's 10 minutes of uh, guided from Alan who's got the most amazing speaking voice. Um, he talks about just being present and focusing in on um, on thinking of nothing in essence uh, and then five minutes of speaking about breathing techniques and then there's five minutes of sort of self-guided meditation with calming type sort of Buddhist music. Uh, in the background and that the, uh, the beauty of that for me is the simplicity there's no faffing around with choosing a meditation or trying to download something on or listen to something on YouTube um, I know where it is I'm straight in and the beauty of that simplicity is that wherever I am if I don't manage to meditate in the morning and I end up meditating uh, at work in the clinic or if I'm on the move and I'm lecturing pre-pandemic then uh, I'm on a plane or I'm on a train. You can plug this in. And even if there is loads of noise around you, the whole point of the meditation is to be introspective and to focus inward. And um, and so it's very simple in that regard. And, and I found that to be really, really powerful. Like I've achieved some really, for those of you that don't meditate, you, you, you may not know this feeling, but I've achieved some really sort of deep meditation with this um, 
with this simple 15 minute guided meditation. Um, and what I hear a lot about meditation from people is that they, they feel like they can't do it. They can't do it right. They've got too busy a mind. They, they can't switch off. That's super common. That's certainly what I feel on some days when I meditate. But what you need to understand about meditation is it's not something that you need to win at. You don't have to complete it. it. You can't do it right or wrong. And actually that moment when you start to drift off into thought about what you're having for dinner or what you're doing the next day, and then you come back to the breath or you come back to more introspective thought, actually that's the moment for, of meditation for me. That's when actually you realize that you, you are doing it right. So so don't worry if you're trying, you've tried meditation and you feel that you haven't done it correctly, just keep doing it. That's the most important thing with it. Sit down, get it done, and, and you will get the benefits out the other end. So that's really, really important for me. So meditation is how I start my day. I, I get a liter of water into me almost as soon as I wake up with my reusable water bottle. Um, and then as soon as my, my feet touch the ground and I get out of bed, the first thing I focus on then is, is gratitude. And that might sound a bit odd, but focus on gratitude is something I picked up from people like Tony Robbins as, as almost like a, 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 an antithesis of, um, of fear. So if you're worried about something, um, if you focus in on gratitude about anything, even if it's about the blood pumping around your body and your heart beating or um, the fact that you have your family around you or if you don't have family around you, the fact that you're alive, um, that is really, really powerful, I think. And that's a really great way to start the day because it's very easy to immediately go to your phone, look at your emails, look at the problems that you've got. Um, and then and then the day runs away with you and, and you're not being conscious enough about your own thought, I think. So I try and focus in on that as much as I can do. So once I've meditated, I've rehydrated, um, I've focused in on gratitude, the next thing I do is, is go to my laptop, go to my phone uh, and get probably normally around 45 minutes of work in. And the reason why this is so important to me is that I am a father, I am a husband, um, I have, as I've already mentioned, multiple businesses that I'm running. And so by getting these emails done so early on in the day, actually I'm able to achieve so much more because there's no uh, disruptions, there's no distractions. Um, I can focus in on what I need to do and um, I, can, uh, I can achieve so many more goals in that way. So I, I clear as much of my inbox as I can do. If I'm writing a presentation or or we're giving a pitch or something like that, then I will, um, I'll get that done at that time as well. And uh, it just means that I have less to worry about throughout the day. So that I find really, really um, powerful. I try and reduce my social media intake at that time. I try and not watch the news, especially at the moment in the pandemic, um, because I just think that those things are mainly negative. And we'll talk more about social media later. Um, but I try and focus in on, on what my goals are and get as many of those done at that time as I can do. So after that meditation, after that work session, I then, uh, at the moment, I, I previously I would have gone to the gym um, and I have a, have a local gym that I used to go to, but now I'm, I'm exercising from home because in, in, in London, we're still in the pandemic here. And um, what that means for me at the moment, as anyone that follows me on Instagram will know, is Peloton. Uh, I'm completely obsessed, probably borderline addicted to my Peloton bike. For those of you who don't know what the Peloton is, it's a spin bike um, where you have a big flat screen in front of you and you watch either live classes or pre-recorded classes and they gamify the whole thing. So you can race against either people live or you can race against sort of a, a leaderboard. And um, 
yeah, it's highly, highly addictive. Um, but I am a big fan of strength training as well. And, and, I, and I do, a lot, I have a, a lot of kettlebells here. Kettlebells is probably my best at home exercise that I do because I just find them so versatile. And there's so many different movements you can do. Um, but exercise for me uh, serves two purposes. The, the first one is I'm, I'm fairly obsessed with, uh, with longevity. Um, lifespan, health span, as, as Peter Atia calls it, is something that's really important to me. I want to live for as long as possible. I want to stay healthy for as long as possible. And so I try and control as many of the variables that impact on that, according to science, as I can do. And the reason for that borderline obsession with, with health and, and medical health is probably because my sister had cancer when, when she was younger. Um, when, I, when I was only nine, she was seven. And um, and that came out of nowhere. She was completely healthy uh, and that was completely out of any of our control. And so uh, that has led to me being probably a bit of a hypochondriac, but it means that I focus in on controlling those things that I can do. And an exercise has clearly proven to reduce your risk of developing cardiovascular disease, cancer, Alzheimer's, multiple other um, medical problems. Um, and so that's why exercise is a big, big part of my day, but the, the, uh, of, my, of my life. But the reason why it's become such an important part of my day to day and, and I exercise at the moment, every single day I'll do some form of exercise, whether it be strength training or Peloton high intensity training is because of the dramatic impact it has on my mental health. So by doing as little as 30 minutes of exercise in the morning before I go to work, I will feel firstly so much better as soon as I get off that bike. So if I wake up in a funky mood um, and uh, I, uh, I really am not looking forward to going to work or doing whatever I'm doing that day. I'm worrying about something perhaps. Um, the moment I clip into that bike or I get onto the bench um, and start working out, I immediately feel better. And afterwards, I feel like a different, different human being, to be honest with you. And that feeling runs throughout the rest of the day. And, and sure, things will go awry during the day. And, and certainly things don't always go right as a dentist or as a startup entrepreneur. Um, there are things that are thrown at you that you, you definitely don't expect, probably more so as a startup entrepreneur, to be honest with you. Um, but it's, um, it at least gives you that baseline, which is in such a stronger position, I think. So exercise daily for me is something that I'm so, so passionate about. And that's one of the reasons that I share it so actively on my social media, because I hope that it inspires other people. Um, because Again, I never would have thought I would wake up at 5 a.m. and exercise every morning before having my first patient at 8.15 or my first meeting at 8. Um, but it's made such a big, big impact for me. And there's some amazing studies to support the link between exercise and mental health improvements. Um, there's a, a fantastic study that was in The Lancet a few years ago, 1.2 million people. Um, and basically what it showed was if you exercise for 45 minutes, three to five times a week, it would show a 1.5 day reduction in the number of days you have mental health issues per month, which is a really interesting way of looking at it. And it basically says, look, we're all gonna have days where we feel anxious, where we feel depressed, but actually by exercising, you can reduce the number of days per month by one and a half days, which is pretty cool, I thought. So yeah, exercise is really, really important to me. Um, and um, it's something that I, that I absolutely love. I do need to work more myself on things like yoga and stretching and Pilates. I'm not very good at that sort of stuff. I'm the first to admit that. I'm six foot four as well, and I'm a dentist, so I really should be doing more of it. Um, hopefully I'll get someone on who's a, a yoga expert or a Pilates expert and they can 
they can drive it home for me how how important it is. But at the moment, I haven't managed to build that into my routine, and, and I hope to do that over the next year. Um, so the next thing that I find is a really really important part of my life is is diet. And again, this comes back to my obsession with health and lifespan and that sort of thing, and and watching videos from people like Rhonda Patrick or um, Peter Attia or Tim Ferriss around uh, the dietary habits that um, have been proven by science to improve our longevity or reduce our chance of developing cancer, um, but also the impact they have on mental health. And there's some amazing studies that show, for example, a Japanese or Mediterranean diet uh, will show a 25 to 35% reduction in the chance of having a mental health episode. That's really, really interesting to me. Uh, and that's why they call the gut the second brain, because there is a link between your brain and your gut. It's called the gut-brain axis. Um, and therefore, what you eat is the fuel that drives your brain. And, and that is going to have a control over the, the mental health status that you're in. So that's a really interesting thing for me. So the way that I try and hack that in my own life is firstly, I, I eat as little processed food as I can do. Um, secondly, I try and eat as, as well-rounded diet as I can do with regards to uh, vegetables and and um, and the types of, of meats that I'm eating. I try and source my meat from grass-fed or organic and, and not have meat that is abnormally cheap that you find in a lot of supermarkets. Um, I try and shop at the local farm shop as much as I can do. Uh, much to my wife's disapproval because it's very very expensive but um yeah it's it's the diet impact on mental health and, and longevity is something that i'm very very passionate about especially with my family's history of, of cancer um but the, the hacks that i have is uh, firstly i uh, for the last couple of months i've been using uh heights which is a brain care supplement um created by one of my sort of mentors and friends dan murray serta and his and his uh, his team and um, that I found to have a really, really strong impact on my sleep status and also on my um, just my general feelings at the moment. I, I feel like it's had a really big impact. The, the beauty with Dan is that he's so focused on creating a top draw, high quality product. And I really feel like he's done that with Heights. They've chosen the best ingredients. Um, and this is not an ad. I just really rate the product. Um, so, so I take that every day. Uh, and I also take a uh, super green supplement. And the reason I take a super green supplement, I'm not a massive fan of supplements per se, um, because I think a lot of them is a lot of marketing and not a lot of actual science, but it's kind of like an insurance policy for my um, for my diet. So uh, you, you may not get all the nutrients that your body needs every single day. There may be nutrients that come from obscure vegetables. I mean, for example, if you look at the countries that have the most number of centarians, the most number of people that live to 100. Uh, one of them is Okinawa in Japan. They eat a disproportionately high amount of purple sweet potato. Uh, they have purple sweet potato ice cream and, and chips and, and all these things. And very few people in the UK eat purple sweet potato. So there's lots of those types of ingredients from around the world that are found in some more niche uh, or lesser found um, food groups that you won't be able to get no matter how well-rounded your food diet is if you live in the UK or if you live in the US or whatever. So uh, the, that's the reason I take this Super Greens um, blend. It's from a company called New Zest, or I think it's called New Zest, and um, it's been very, very well, very well uh, reviewed. And the beauty of it is that there's 75 micronutrients in there. So I know that I'm getting that every single day, and I hope that helps with my immune levels and my, um, my health status as well. So yeah, so that's the reason that diet is is so, so important to me. Now, 
the, the next thing I want to talk about is a slightly lateral thought process, but it, it's something that's been very, very powerful for me over the last 18 months, uh, especially. And, and it's stoic mentality. Stoicism um, is a, a philosophy uh, that, that is sort of framed around resilience and a mindset of accepting the things that you can't control. And that clearly in a pandemic where we can't even control going to see our friends and going out to the pub or, or whatever you want to do is uh, is very, very powerful. People like Marcus Aurelius or Seneca um, have these amazing quotes and it's the quotes that have been most powerful to me. I've read meditations from Marcus Aurelius, but I, I follow the Daily Stoic on, on Instagram and I recommend you all do it as well. He also has a book called Stoic 365 and um, those quotes you would have seen me sharing a lot of them on Instagram, but they really help with the, with the mindset, I think, of just being a good person and focusing in on introspection and evaluating your own behavior, not reacting to trolls or not reacting to people who whose uh, behaviors you don't view to be respectful or acceptable, um, and actually just focusing in on how you react to things. And I think control over our, our own behaviors, uh, introspection, and, and a focus in on, on ourselves, not from an egotistical point of view or a selfish point of view, but more on just controlling our own behaviours is something that we can all do better. And, and I found a focus on that stoic mentality to be really, really powerful. So that's something that's been great for me over the last the last year, especially during this these COVID times. Uh, and the other thing that's been really powerful for me over that time is uh, Gary Vaynerchuk's GAP philosophy or GAP which stands for gratitude accountability and perspective and and those three um sort of thought processes have been really really powerful for me gratitude I've already spoken about I, I try and practice that in the morning when I wake up and it's a gratitude not for materialistic things but a gratitude for um for being alive and for for being uh, who we are and for being around the people that we choose to be around so that has been really, really useful. I've mentioned that already. Accountability is something that as a leader, as a leader of uh, my own business, my own practice, my own startup, future leader of the Academy of Cosmetic Dentistry um, is really, really important. And what I mean by accountability as a leader is when things go wrong, which they oftentimes do, that's that's life, things always go wrong, um, you don't blame someone else. You, you try and take responsibility for your own actions. And even if they're not your actions, for example, if someone that works for you has done something wrong, it's still your fault and you still take accountability because you've hired them. Um, and by living in that way, I think it genuinely makes you so much happier. And when I say take accountability, I don't mean berate yourself for something going wrong. I just mean say to yourself, okay, what could I have done to make this situation better so that we learn from our failures and we improve for the next time. And on this podcast, failure is something that I want to focus in on so strongly. Um, the book uh, Black Box Thinking by Matthew Syed is a book that I think that everybody should read. And it focuses in on basically the the, the differentials between the medical industry and the uh, the plane industry. And if you look at the number of plane crashes over the last 30, 35 years, as technology has improved, things the number of crashes has got a lot worse, but also the attitude with the black box is that that information about a crash is disseminated amongst the whole um, 
pilot industry and they can all learn from it and all the engineers learn from it all the pilots learn from it and they all learn from those mistakes in the medical industry technology has also advanced dramatically but the number of iatrogenic incidents i.e those incidents which have been basically caused by a mistake um, which happens to all of us mistakes are normal mistakes are life we are human um, but the number of those iatrogenic incidents has not decreased anywhere near at the speed that it has done in the plane industry. And the reason for that is when a mistake is made in the medical industry, and this reflects into dentistry as well, oftentimes those mistakes are hidden. And the reason for that is not because that person is a bad person. It's because there's a blame culture within that industry that means if, if something goes wrong, if a mistake happens, which is not anyone's fault per se. No one's, it's, it's not often people make mistakes on purpose. They just happen. But if those mistakes happen, then that person is blamed and they could lose their license or they could be sued financially. Um, and that means that they don't want to share that mistake. And that means that others can't learn from it. And so that is something that I think is really, really important and um, is, is something that I try to take into my own life is that failure is normal. You can't succeed your way to success. I, re I heard recently you need to fail your way to success. And I think that's really, really powerful and really, really useful. So accountability is something that is so important to me. And the final thing is perspective. And um, this, this sort of links in with gratitude a little bit, but having perspective on the minutiae things that we worry about in our own lives is, is something that I'm certainly very guilty about. Worrying about someone putting negative comments out about me on social media, worrying about uh, a supply chain issue for Parler. Um, these little things that at the time seem to be such massive issues Actually, when you have perspective about the whole world and the, and the things that are going on in different countries or different races or with, with people in, in different locations, uh, actually, it, it's rather irrelevant. And having that perspective should hopefully give you uh, more uh, comfort in, uh, in managing those issues with a clear mind instead of panicking about them and going into complete uh, adrenaline fight or flight mode, which is oftentimes not particularly useful. The final thing I want to talk about is passion, um, passion and joy. It's one of the reasons that I'm doing this podcast and that I've finally taken the plunge because it has scared me, to be honest, doing this podcast. This is not my arena. I've never recorded audio before. It's going to be a lot of work for me. I probably don't have time to do it, but actually I really want to do it and I'm really passionate about it because I... I love podcasts and I, and I want to be involved in that space and I want to give back and I want to give value to you all. So my advice to anyone, whether you be uh, at the early stages of your career or the end stages of your career, try and focus in on the things that you're passionate about and the things that when you're doing them, you, you forget, the time flies away with you and you actually forget what you're doing. And, and the reason for that is that life is short. We need to focus in on the things that we're passionate about. And actually, we're going to be best at the things that we're passionate about. I love doing smile makeovers. And so I personally think that I'm pretty good at them. I love branding and entrepreneurship and running a small business and running a startup. And that's why I think Parler is doing really well, as, as with my co-founders as well. And so doing things that you're passionate about is one of the most important things in life. I think it's madness that we all choose our whole life's career at age 16 and then we are expected to stay in that pigeonhole for the rest of our lives and that's one of the reasons that I wanted to make this podcast not a dental podcast but actually a broad podcast that goes into um, ultra marathon running or 
um, startup entrepreneurship or spirituality or being a, a, an influencer or a male model or, or something like that. So it's going to be broad, it's going to be diverse, but most importantly, there's going to be elements that you can take no matter what you do, no matter what you want to do, and take those little nuggets and implement them into your own tapestry and into your own life. So guys, that's one small change. Hopefully those have given you some value today. Um, please subscribe, please share, please help me build a, uh, a tribe of, of one small changes. And I really hope that, um, that you enjoy the guests that we have coming on. We're gonna have a fantastic guest coming next Monday. And um, yeah, I hope you enjoy the ride. See you next time. Hi guys, Simon again here. Just one more thing before you guys go. Thank you so much for listening to the podcast. I really hope it gave you an immense amount of value. If I could ask just one thing of you all, please subscribe to the podcast, please share it, please write a review if you enjoyed it. Please talk to your friends about it. The bigger the podcast gets, the better the guests I can get on and the more value I can give back to you all. So that's it from me. I'll see you on the next one. And until next time, enjoy the ride.